This is BTS with CTV Behind the Scenes, Behind the Stories we bring you from the CTV Vancouver Newsroom. My name is Penny Daflos and I'll be your guide behind the curtain to the video that was too gross to ignore. The video will churn your stomach. A woman lifts what appears to be a rat out of her soup. Just 12 seconds long, the visual of a limp creature dangling from a spoon made many viewers gag while others were instantly skeptical. Listen to the reaction of the women filming the experience they posted to Instagram. Wow. Okay. What is this? Oh my God, it's a dead... <gasps> is it supposed to be there? How likely is it you'd have a camera rolling at just the right time? Is it supposed to be there? Those are some of the questions staff at the Crab Park Chowdery are asking themselves. I will freak out, right? I think everybody would, right? Um, but her reaction was very calm. The owner of the Crab Park Chowdery didn't hide from the story. We're kind of in shock over it all. He says staff apologized, gave them a refund and a $100 gift card, and they left amicably. But with the social media posting, many thousands of people have seen the video, which may or may not be true, and doing irreparable harm to the business nonetheless. People just see it, they see a story, and they just start running with it. I'm going to bring in reporter Sinjin Alexander now, one of my favorite people to have on the pod. Thank you so much. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You bought me a latte and we're at JJ Bean, one of my favorite places on the drive. So, you know, I couldn't resist. And I really wanted to talk to you about this story because it's one of those things that it gets everybody's attention. It is a disgusting video. You can't help but look at it. I'm sure that everybody in Metro Vancouver looked at this video, but then how do you report on it responsibly? And where's the news value in it? Like, there's a lot of stuff to kind of pick out from this thing in order to to report on something that everybody's talking about, but do it in a responsible way. I was off. It was around Christmas time, don't forget. And I couldn't... I You tried to tune out a little bit when you're on holiday because you to refresh your mind and you couldn't escape the story it was so big and the image of what was that dangling from the spoon i didn't it, it we assumed it was a rat it was ratty looking these little legs hanging down covered in soup we think and the tail the tail's what got me I think it's a tail. It's hard to tell in the video. The entire thing was disgusting. And also, I mean, I like chowder, but the fact that it's covered in chowder just made it worse. Um, And then, of course, supposedly, allegedly in Vancouver, you couldn't resist it. But yeah, is it real? That was the question that we had to figure out. And I know that we've always been challenged that way. So immediately, you see this video. Okay, first thing you ask, look at the video. Is it real? That's the first thing we do. And so we look at it carefully, and then immediately you're scouring the web. Has anyone else seen this video? Has anyone else posted this video? Is there a similar image and has been doctored onto a video? Uh, We really have to be careful with these things. If it's real, you can't ignore it. And in this case, the restaurant owner spoke up about it quite quickly because and started um, telling his story that the patrons had gone up to the employee at the time and said this and this happened. They thought they dealt with it at the time. So verifying what had actually happened and that people were claiming there was a a rat in their soup, uh, that was pretty easy to do. Whether or not it happened in the first place as the days kind of went on became a, a much bigger question. Because he wasn't there. And... What they did that was so smart, and what that we did that was so smart, gave him the chance to speak, and he did. The employee in question's been with us for almost two years. She's our, one of our top, if not our top employee, and she's like, she tells us up and down that she did not see anything in that Manhattan chowder. She swears up and down by it that, that it wasn't, it was not in there. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's just so difficult 
to, to go through because you have an employee telling you that I believe 110% in one thing, you have a video telling you another, and uh, and then the emotion starts to kick in, you know, because I built this thing um, from the ground up. We've been here for two years now, and to have a video or just a picture, sorry, you're going to get emotional, a video or a picture just uh, threatened to implode, all of that is, is, really, is really unfortunate, you know. We've tried to reach out to her on our own. I know that different media uh, outlets have tried to as well, and uh, there hasn't been much success, but, you know, we want to let everybody know out there that, you know, Crab Park Chowder is a place that has high standards, and we offer great food. You can see we've got over uh, 10,000 Instagram followers, and our rating uh, on Google is a 4.1, you know, up until the smear campaign started happening at about 3 a.m. this morning, uh, where, you know, we were getting one-star reviews by droves and droves of people that are angry or upset or see this picture like we, we get it we understand like it's not something that's uh, that's easy to look at and it's got a huge shock value to it but you know we we're not here to hurt or injure or damage anyone like if this situation occurred and it's, and it's legitimate we're, we're more than willing to own up to it work with the health department figure all that stuff out we've already gone through all the steps with the health department today they've cleared us to be open they don't think that it was something that we did in our processes they've told us that i think the worst thing you can do is hide in this case so he immediately said this is horrible i don't think he ever blamed the victim which is really important we don't know if she really is a victim if they really are a victim or not because it would be seriously disgusting if, if it's a legitimate and look at their business yeah. even if this is not real their business is taking a hit that they may not recover from the gofundme page of course has been set up because people who go there who do not believe this video is real and again we don't know if it's real or not that's we're, we're still it's that's still a debate but they laid out, look, this is what we feel, and this is why we feel this is not real. The camera was rolling at exactly the right time. The reaction from the girls. I suspect, I if I found that in my soup, I would probably drop the spoon immediately, back away. I don't know if I'd scream. I might. So their argument was, the girls were so relaxed about the entire thing. So that's a good argument. At the same time, I don't know. How do you react when you, if, if you find a rat in your soup in a restaurant? And I think that's what really kind of captured people's imagination. But then there were a lot of questions that started being asked about, well, it's balanced so perfectly on the spoon. And, you know, is that how do you eat your chowder and all the rest of it? And and some people have criticized the media for latching onto the story and amplifying it even more. But the problem in this current era with social media is whether we do the story or not, people are seeing this video. It's spread all over the place. Uh, it gets shared without commentary, without context or anything. And I believe that had we not talked to the owner and, and given him a platform to have his say of it, it, people, a lot of people never would have bothered to look to see what the restaurant had to say about it and their whether, you know, the checkered history of their health record or all the rest of it. That context never would have happened had we not done our own journalism and, and tried to figure out what was going on and give uh, someone else uh, their side uh, to speak about this. And that's what we have to do it, because otherwise the rumors just start. If we leave it, the rumors start to spread. It gets bigger, it gets bigger. Both owners, by the way, Mammy Taylors, they were speaking about it too. Of course, it was made, through a little reference here, in the, in the, in the uh, basement. They have a commissary kitchen downstairs yes. that's available for rent. So that restaurant, uh, the health inspectors 
the officials went in and shut that down immediately and then opened up again. Mammy Taylor's was blunt. They talked to us too, which was really smart. The other kid, the uh, restaurant itself, the chowdery, was never closed. It was never closed down, which is interesting. They never shut that down. And when we were there reporting on it, we saw the health inspector, and they telling us the health inspector was coming regularly to check. And little things like pointing out the plastic wrap on that thing needs to be doubled up. The door here. The kitchen was clean. And what was interesting as well, Penny, is they let us in to look at all that stuff, which is really smart as well. Um, but yeah, these videos, you just never know if they're real or not. And we're in an age now where people want likes. People want looks. Clicks on their thing. And there is, I don't, not saying these girls did it by any means, but there are people, I'm sure, that will make stuff up, as we know, just to get the attention. Because it's, it's, it's uh, an addiction, I think. And I think that there's uh, several ways that that happens as well. In this case, um, some people have suggested that they ha- they did do it for the likes. We don't know because despite repeated attempts by ourselves and other journalists, uh, these uh, accusers uh, have not responded. So we should make that clear right now. But uh, ironically enough, this week I, I had another story where um, uh, someone sent one of our reporters a video claiming that uh, you see a drive through window, the cell phone video it zooms in through the drive through window, and you see a little mouse perched on the edge of a McDonald's uh, cup. It's at a McDonald's. You can see the, the M on the cup and everything. It doesn't have the maple leaf on it, though. So you don't notice that at first, though, because you're like, oh, my God. And the post on Facebook tagging local media said, this is the McDonald's in Surrey on King George and blah, blah, blah. Well, you can tell right away that it's not in Canada. But then, so what happens with this thing? So I ended up doing a story about how it's, it can happen quite organically because you get sent a video, oh, this came from my friend's cousin, all the rest of it. People want to share because they want to spread the word. Part of it is they like the attention, but sometimes they also think that they're doing the right thing. So in that case, uh, I ended up doing a story about how you have to be careful about what you see, look for signs that it may not be genuine. And I ended up tracking that video. It was claimed to be in North Carolina, the UK. The earliest instance I could find was in Georgia, in the United States. Um, and that may not have even been genuine. So we really have to approach all sorts of stuff with skepticism because our first reaction is, oh, my God, that's gross. Where is that? I want to know. But what is the reality? That's a lot harder to to figure out and and to discuss. Especially a place like McDonald's where you can get a Big Mac around the world and they all pretty much look the same except the menus are slightly different. So it's going to, yeah, it could be, it could be in France. It could be in Britain. You don't know. And that's what you have to do. And how real did it look? How real did it look? It was, it's, this is the thing. It's a real video. It's just not here. So it's the same thing with this. I th- I, what I find really interesting about this, these stories is that they, they do allow us to talk about uh, media literacy and about being critical of stuff that we see online. But in the case of the rat chowder story, it also opened up a lot of discussion. People who've worked in the in the food service industry will tell you, particularly the city of Vancouver, has a huge problem with rats. Restaurants are constantly struggling with that kind of thing. So... Is it possible that it happened considering the rat problem Vancouver has? We're one of the rat capitals of North America. Absolutely, it's theoretically possible. What is it likely that a whole rat would have been spooned out of a bowl of chowder like that? Uh, probably a lot less likely. And why didn't they see it? That's a good argument. Because we saw how it was done. We saw that it was made in that kitchen. They're brought over to the restaurant, put in a sealed container in the fridge, then heated up. So right now it has to be now poured into these pots where they heated it up, uh, right in front of the audience, pardon the audience, right in front of the uh, restaurant, you can tell business I'm in, right in front of the patrons. <laughs> and then 
they it's clear soup. So it's Manhattan. So it's the the, the tomato based clear. It's not the the. Um, it's a broth. It's not a creamy. Yeah. So you're spooning it out, and they showed me how they spoon it out, and. Really? Did they really think that was a clam? That was that was what they said originally. That is one heck of a big clam. Maybe they did. Maybe they or a did. very misshapen carrot, perhaps. I don't. <laughs> a big organic carrot. I don't. I don't know. And you know, it's it's one of those things that you kind of have to laugh about it just because of the nature of it. But it is so easy for accusations to be made and for businesses to be brought under. I mean, we. I, I talked to a. Um, a social media educator, and he says that there have been cases where competitors have gone to undermine other businesses. Of course, we're not alleging that this yeah, happened in this yeah. case whatsoever, but it is just so easy to smear mud on people these days. Uh, I, I hope everybody is critical with stuff that they see. And that's a very good point. The audience themselves have got to look at these things with a skeptical eye. You've got to look at all that stuff. We are doing the legwork and we're being very, very, very careful and giving everyone their say. It's a shame that we didn't hear more from the girls who posted it. One, I think, is from overseas, so maybe more difficult. And we have reached out to all of them. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. They have to be skeptical. And yes, there are people who do bad things. We know this. We see, um, for example, who was it? The guy with Whole Foods years ago who went online and message board and was putting down his competitor. He was caught doing this and then did a takeover his competitor. The same guy actually put a, a, pretended he was someone else, put a picture of himself of his new haircut and said, isn't it cute? I think his new haircut is cute and talking about himself. Uh, recently, there was another story. In the sports world where they were doing, it was a similar thing where they were um, bashing their competitors and whatnot. So it's, it's so easy to hide behind a keyboard. And in the case of the, I can't remember what team it was, but they were able to figure out that it was inside information that nobody else would have known. Oh, it was the guy from the BC Lions. That's right. Um, so it's just so important to be to be critical. But at the same time, can we ignore when somebody's making an allegation that something serious like that is happening at a restaurant? And what is the oversight? We do not ignore it because then we can find out what happened. Hopefully, and that is our job to ask questions, to be skeptical, and um, we do take it seriously. Uh, but it is a challenge for us. We can't just do it easily, and we, we we do pull our hair out, and we get our team involved. Because if I see you across the room, Penny, look at this. John Woodward, come and look at this. Maria, come and look at this. Then we get the all the bosses involved. Look at this, and we scrutinize it. And all reporters, let's be honest, they all they all, they all think that we might be politically left, politically right, there's one thing we all love, and it's a good story, but we also want the story to be accurate because it just makes us look bad. We want to make sure. And we do have feelings, right, Penny? We do. We do have feelings, and it's actually the worst thing in the world um, to get called out on something that you were rushed on and that you didn't have a lot of time to work on, so we all try to take as much time as possible. That's why for a story like this, we followed it for several days, tried to get all sorts of different aspects on it, because you want to get it right. And the story is so good. I mean, it has all the elements of a great story. A restaurant in Vancouver. A rat. A rat. <laughs> In a soup. And again, and a video. But we don't know if it's real. Um, 
I don't know. To your earlier point, though, in terms of getting everybody to talk about it, I don't think people realize how much stuff we have sent to us that never sees the light of day because we cannot verify it. Um, it's very suspicious. People are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to talk about it on camera. Well, whether you're coming forward with a piece of video or a piece of information and you don't want to put a name to it, there are very few circumstances where we will not um, identify someone involved with a story. Just yesterday I did a story about a huge uh, bust of stolen goods uh, in Richmond, a whole bunch of Mounties involved in that. I talked to one of the undercover officers who gave us really great insight about how everybody involved, the surveillance was so complicated. There were so many days uh, of hard work during the Christmas season. They had to spend time away from their families, and I felt it was important to know what the cost was to the officers to be able to, you know, find a thousand pieces of stolen merchandise. But we had to conceal his identity because he does do undercover work. And, and in other cases where we think someone may be at risk of domestic violence or something like that, we'll conceal their identity. But otherwise, you have to stand by what you say. Um, when you're making an allegation. And in this case, these girls had the video evidence that was impossible to ignore. You couldn't ignore it. They really didn't stand by it. However, we have two restaurants that were affected here. And it's posted and their name is out. The ball is already rolling in terms of, what do you want to call it, a smear campaign? I don't know. Uh, But their reputation has taken a hit. So it is in our, it's our responsibility. We'd be remiss if we didn't ask them, comment and deal with it again then the rumors start you will remember this years ago and we're not going to mention any names here because we have to be careful of this one but we learned of politicians in the past who were having affairs do we reveal this big discussion well they may be having an affair but does it do anything to their ability to govern no. Is it, it, it could affect their credibility in a personal sense, but yeah, how does it impact their uh, ability to do their job, which is what they're there for? And then we also had another politician who was actually uh, fighting cancer, and we kept that one under wraps as well because that's personal. And again, is it in the public interest at this point? Nope. Let's not tell people about it. Let's put it aside. However, if suddenly people are posting about this and it's all over the web suddenly okay now we have to go to that politician and say do you want us to talk about this it's all over what do you want to say about this and we have to be careful there and that's when it's our responsibility much like this video with the rat and it's so easy to share And I I think people do it without thinking and they proliferate misinformation, whether it's organic misinformation, like I said, just, you know, something that, oh, there's a friend of a friend, whatever, or if it's, you know, malicious, it is so easy to share. And we often do it without thinking. How often do we retweet or share something on Facebook? It's, It's literally a click, one click and it's there. And I think it's the addiction. I think that there are people who are so obsessed with their online profiles to get the likes that they do these things without thinking. We know that. People post things without thinking. People send emails without thinking. Um, Instagram, in in a sense, or social media in in a sense, is much like postcards. Remember the postcards? You go, you look at the rack, you're on holiday, you find the most glorious photo, and you grab that one and you send it to all your friends and family. In no way does it represent your holiday. But that's what you want people to think is happening. And so people think, ooh, I want people to think this is happening in my world, that I am this great uh, scoop in terms of this, that this is my life, isn't it wonderful? Now can you share and like me and get followers? 
it is an addiction. And the people who invented it are very smart because they know that's what keeps the ball rolling. If people don't post and people don't like, what's the point of Instagram or, 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 or Facebook or Twitter? But there is the other side of the coin, and I think these girls who posted this video, um, they ended up getting a lot of criticism because the restaurant came out uh, several days later. They said they did an investigation. They figured there was And then no- suddenly they've gone silent afterwards. They- it was great at first, and then suddenly they go silent. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I think the criticism has far outweighed the, oh, my God, this is so gross, I have to show my friends, uh, ripple effect that goes on. And I think that at the end of the day, um, they're going to regret posting something that is questionable because... The veracity, nobody knows what happened to the rat. What, where did it go? You know, what ended up happening to it? Nobody knows. Supposedly, I, the owner was not there at the time, but he says he believes that it actually ended up in the garbage, which was probably not the smartest move. However, when... You, you wouldn't want to keep it around uh, if it's... Who, who knows what you do in that case? You own a restaurant. Oh, boy, let's deal with these people. Let's hope that they're happy. Let's keep them happy. This is horrible. Let's just get rid of this and carry on and give them that, I think, $100 gift certificate or something similar to that. A couple hundred bucks, something. Yeah. Something like that. And, and, and hope that it's done. However, in this world, um, we've all got, as Chrétien said, these little machines that everyone has. <laughs> and, and they can take photos and videos everywhere. So everything is now documented. And it lives online forever. Thank you so much for your time, Sinjin. It was fun, and thank you for the latte. (laughs) You're very welcome. I'd also like to thank Dylan Baker for his help with archival audio this week, and thank you for joining us on BTS with CTV. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover on a future podcast? Email me, bts at ctv.ca, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe for more insights, tidbits, and the stories behind the stories. I'm Penny Daphos. 